Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Warren's Condensing Flesh is out now. If you have not had a chance to listen to that record, please hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Bandcamp, whatever, and stream that record. I love Warren. I love Wilkes-Barre Hardcore. Great record. Also, September 22nd, Choice to Make. Their new album, Nature of Morality, will be releasing, which, in my opinion, is so good. I love Choice to Make, and I'm so happy they're coming back with a strong record. If you haven't had a chance to check out their new single, No Coming Back, once again, please hit pause, go boot up your Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, whatever, and go stream the new single from Choice to Make. Go pre-order a record. It's awesome. I love Choice to Make, and I'm so happy they're coming back with something great. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. Also, if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or you can get in contact with them through email, contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. Before we get into the episode today, uh, great news coming out of the weekly camp. Uh, a ton of great news. They announced a comeback in October, which I'm over the moon about. And they just surprised us more recently with a new single coming out in just a few days, which is amazing for someone like me, the number one weekly fan in the world. I cannot wait to hear new material from my favorite K-pop group. But besides all that, today we had to track down our good friend Tyler Short. Secret Invasion has wrapped up. The verdict is mixed. Um, but it, it was an interesting series, but um, I was just more happy to sit down and talk with Tyler again, because Tyler's awesome. I love talking to Tyler. So these podcasts are some of my favorite things to do, but we break down our thoughts on Secret Invasion, and it's not too negative, right? We just uh, talk about it, things we like, things we didn't like, uh, but the future of the MCU, it's, it's up in the air. Who knows where we're headed next, but it was always fun to be able to sit down with Tyler and just talk about this crazy universe that's going on. So I hope all of you at this point have had a chance to watch it and form your own opinion. Uh, but it, it was, like I said, it was really fun to talk to Tyler about Secret Invasion. Also, we touch on hardcore per usual. We talk about what his band's got going on, the label, all that. It was fun. We even get into some paranormal talk, which I didn't think we'd get to, but it was really amazing. I love Tyler. I hope all of you love him as much as I do, but please, if you haven't had a chance to watch Secret Invasion, hit pause, go boot up your Disney Plus, watch Secret Invasion, and then come back here and listen to Tyler and I give our thoughts. So please, strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Tyler Short to the show.
and we're recording welcome back to the podcast tyler short what's up man uh you know i'm uh, looking at the calendar and we don't have uh, many of these left for the year because here we are about to talk about uh, secret invasion and all that's left this year is uh, the marvels or excuse me let me go in order uh, loki uh, on Disney Plus, and then uh, you know we got to go to the theater to watch the Marvels. Is that all that's left for Marvel this year? Yeah, for for this year. That's cool. Um, I think I think I've reached the point you were at a few movies ago. I'm burned. You're you're burned. Okay, see, that's so I'm funny burned. because um, <laughs> obviously, like, there's been this ongoing thing of like, hey, when's jamie gonna finish uh you know miss marvel when's jamie gonna finish uh, she hulk and i've done that since the last time we recorded a podcast and i felt like reinvigorated i was like okay cool i, I guess those shows were fun <laughs> yeah so i was like damn i, I guess I, I just got in my own head and um got lazy because uh, I, I hate like sometimes when i get caught up with certain things i'll get comfortable and not take it serious so then i'll mm. it, it'll just finish like you know and, and I, I i won't be there with it so, uh, you know, like I said, since the last time we did this, I finished those and I was ready. I'm like, cool, here we go. Secret invasion. There's, uh, only going up from where we were last time. So I was, I was like, all right, this is going to be good. And, uh, you know, here we are. This series is over. I hope everyone who's listening to this has had time to finish it. And I walk away just kind of confused. Like I, like, I don't feel like the universe has gotten worse, but I don't feel like it's gotten any better. If that makes sense. I think I'm like, this is a top five disappointment. Okay. For, for Marvel, for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, uh, it might agree. be top two. This might be number two, number two. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming Eternals number one. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's going to push that one out. Okay. Yeah. When I think of the scrolls, right. I, I think of, uh, going back to, uh, like the original Super Scroll, uh, Clert, and how powerful uh, you know he was, and the kind of impact that he had, and I was like, okay, maybe like this is the perfect segue to where they can finally like properly introduce the Fantastic Four in some sort of way, maybe give some sort of like um, like Easter egg or something. But obviously, we didn't get any of that. Nothing. And then I, I feel like even from captain marvel right the, the the way we viewed the scrolls like oh no they're like this evil alien race and then you know you kind of grow fond of them like oh no they're not that bad and then now we walk away uh from secret invasion and now there's like this like there's this war against the scrolls and it's like wow we're supposed to hate them again like this is this is weird you see i so my my favorite person to watch for analysis on these things is that screen crush guy, that Ryan Erie guy. Okay. And his videos about this were like they mostly focus on where where it can go mm-hmm. because whenever you talk about what happened, it's just fucking just disappointment, dude. I the- feel like the first three episodes had like all this promise Mm -hmm. and it was looking like it could be really cool. And so much of me was like hoping it was going to like stay like piquing my interest. And then in the last few episodes, I feel like there's like one or two cool parts, but overall I'm just like, 
the fuck's even happening? Yeah. Like, where did this, where did, when did this derail and how long did it take me to notice that it derailed? Yeah, I had to finish the series to kind of be able to take a, a step back and kind of question a lot of things. Like, uh, obviously, to me, it was no surprise that Rhodey was a scroll. Yeah. And he had to be. He was the only there. The, the, the a big mistake with that was not having a bunch more consistent Marvel characters in the show to do diversion. Mm hmm. Because you weren't wondering, like, oh, who could be a scroll? Who could be a scroll? It's like, well, the only fucking other guy in the show is Rhodey. And so it's got it. He's got to be a scroll, right? Yeah. And uh, it just like he like exuded like this isn't Rhodey. I was like, yeah. this is like based off of all like his appearances. It was just like this is like a dead giveaway. I'm like, this is like I never once even questioned, like, is this going to be a trick? I'm like, no, there's no way Rhodey's going to be so disrespectful to Nick Fury like that. I was like, this is this, this is so obvious. And then at some point, I'm like watching the the finale, right? Episode six. And I'm like, wait, when did Nick Fury find out that Rhodey was a scroll? They, they never show that on the show you just kind of I mean I think he just figures he figures it out in the show like somehow like he he like the the thing that sucks about this show is like like Samuel Jackson it's no fault of his because I think the performances in the show are pretty good mm -hmm. but just it was just so do you know about the rewrites and whatnot they had to do for the show I know that there were some but I'm not sure exactly what was rewritten so like a lot of the show apparently like a, apparently a part a portion of the show was going to involve russia invading ukraine okay so <laughs> yeah they rewrote that they they took that out but they'd already shot a good amount of it mm -hmm. so that's um one of the that was one of the explanations i've seen for why there's like no one in the show like there's no extras in a lot of like parts of it it's just like very minimal cast Mm -hmm. And it's because a lot of what we saw was reshoots. I think I saw people like estimate that 60% of what Secret Invasion ended up being was reshoots. So we only saw like 40% of what they shot when they were actually shooting the show. Man, Everything else was done in reshoots. That's terrible. That <laughs> sucks. That, like at that point, like, like, dude, I was thinking about this earlier today when I was thinking about like, like, I mean, <laughs> like, if it's if it's that close to fucking if, if you think it's going to piss anybody off, like to have it mirror something that's ha like so close to happening in real life, like Marvel, a that's one thing that they've always done with their comics was, you know, transport real life. Like events into the comics and have them exist in the real world, it's not DC. Yeah. In a fantasy world, it's Marvel that happens in our real world. Like, just have it. And like, if people are going to get mad at you as somebody who was who, who said something and people got mad at me about the Russia Ukraine thing, the worst thing that happens is a bunch of people who you don't know tell you to kill yourself on the Internet. Mm -hmm. It's not that bad. Yeah, Disney's too woke these days, and it's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If, I mean, it's not even woke. It's scared. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. They scared. It's you're you're afraid to make something challenging. You're afraid to make something that might be somewhat controversial. So you just end up making vanilla ass shit. Yeah, like it's it's it's, it's disappointing. Like woke would even be preferable over this afraid to offend anyone. Like shit, which I mean, even like there's so much in the show that could that is hard. Like yeah. there's hard scenes and hard shit that happens in this show. For sure. But it's so muted by what I feel like their in original intention was that they had to they had to divert because they were scared of of people being like, "Oh, this is too close to something that's actually happening." And it's like, "So fucking what, dude? We're they're going to make movies about what's happening. We're watching Chernobyl right now." It's fucking sucks. It's really awful. And we feel really bad after every episode. But it's it they're gonna make movies about this shit. You may as well be on it. Be like, hey, we we started to make this because we we imagined this is like a worst case scenario of something that could happen in the world. And then that worst case scenario fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's uh Simpsons isn't afraid to predict the future. I feel like they're time travelers like giving us hints <laughs> like yo fam this is this is gonna go down R- read between the lines but yeah so like that's my issue with this show is i think there's tons of cool shit that they that they did like but it it just falls the fuck off yeah because you when it's over you, I'm, I'm just like what was the point of this series nothing was resolved there was just more conflict created and it, it seems like nick fury has just been kind of uh fucking up this whole situation right because he's been in charge of this whole secret operation yeah. for the longest time and then at, at the very end he just gets on a spaceship and is gonna leave and he's gonna go try to broker this deal with another race so it's just like okay like i don't really feel like he's gonna find like a real solution it seems like he's just putting another band-aid on it because he's like okay like let's just uh not find you your own home let's try to find you another temporary home with another evil alien race yeah i just i don't know i think i think that i think where it i think what it did the dominoes it knocked over are cool and where this could go from here in thunderbolts and in captain america brave new world I think that all of those movies are going to tie into what happened here and it's going to be important. It just sucks that this thing that was important fucking sucked. I to me, it just I wonder, Okay, like what are we focusing on? Because, you know, the with the Infinity Saga, right? There was like this uh, thing building and it, it just seems right now uh like like all these movies and series aren't building towards anything like obviously like we we have kang but there's obviously like the the actor has um his issues going on so it seems like disney's not even like talking about that and it's just like is that even going to be like the main villain that we're going to have to you know or that the mc is going to have to fight like at the end of this it, it just seems like like the whole universe is kind of in limbo doing like all these tv shows and movies uh for nothing if that makes sense yeah, I I think it's building towards Ross. I think Thunderbolt Ross is what this is building towards. I think it's building towards a villain being in charge of things. Um like 
I think that making I I also just so to wonder like where it's going like I think I see where it's going but more than anything like it all still does make sense to me like the what's the fucking president at the moment what's it uh Ritson or whatever Ritson yeah, yeah. Ritson like him like having this insane like outsized like xenophobic kind of reaction to what happened which is going to cause more conflict like my thing that i hate about this is it does all track like logically it all makes sense graphic makes sense like gaia makes sense to a certain extent like all these the only thing that doesn't make sense is how weak her reaction to her father dying is but i from what i can tell i think a lot of that was done in reshoots so mm-hmm. a lot of these a lot of the scenes that i feel like have no wind in the sails and have no heart and no real like weight behind them i think are these trying to make sense of something after what you had that made perfect sense is now like I don't know, like a half idea, like you're trying to fill in all these gaps of something that you already had. You already had like a full glass and then you dumped it out. Now you're trying to fill it with like anything you can to like make that level, get back to where it was so you can get six episodes out of this story, which they were some of them were so short. Yeah, the time variations are just really weird because it wasn't consistent at all. Like one of them was like, I think less than 40 minutes. Like, fuck off, dude. Like this, this should have been, this should have been 12. They need to stop doing this six episode shit. Not only because it fucks the writers over. And from what we're finding out, like that's one of the main reasons why we get all these little mini series mm-hmm. is because it's a way for them to like get away with paying writers less for doing the same amount of work. Um, they need to stop this whole like, like, I get it that they want to focus, like, a lot of production on, like, like a dense story so they can use, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier was cool. I liked it. Yeah, but, you know. It looked it looked good. I thought it was all, it was all <laughs> rad. I thought Loki was good. I thought Miss Marvel was good. I've, I, I liked She-Hulk a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I've liked all of these shows, except I don't like this one. And it very much could be because they just had no budget for the reshoots. But again, like, I don't know, just if you're going to if you're going to have to change the story, maybe you got to take more time to tell a new story then. And you can't still squeeze it into six episodes that are going to mean something like I get where it's going. I feel like it has set up some cool stuff like. But just the execution was so it left me wanting so much more than these other shows did yeah like i thought walking away that we would be in a better place for the mcu but like i said earlier i I feel like we just didn't move anywhere uh which sucks i mean i think things have moved the 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 scroll war is gonna be fucked like when they the one of the hardest parts of the show is when they show all the like scrolls and suspected scrolls just getting gunned down in the street mm-hmm. but i just 
people who are suspecting of them like yeah. that being a reality in the marvel universe is horrifying but it's not it's even a war this is just a massacre because all those scrolls aren't capable of going to war right yeah well and some of these people aren't even scrolls <laughs> yeah no for sure Sometimes so, you're just gunning down a human and then finding out that they don't change into a scroll and you just shot the fucking what the prime minister of uh, Britain is one of the assassinations you see. Mm-hmm. Outside, I can't remember what that street is that they uh, they all live on that. But she gets gunned down in front of her house and she, she's not a scroll. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't see the, you know, the follower of this being that interesting like i from my perspective i walk away i'm like wow this is just stupid this is just a big waste of time and nick fury's ego to me uh is a big problem because he was using them right for for this whole time he he was using them Mm -hmm. did not uh you know hold up his end of the uh nick fury's the villain I, yeah, I, I'd be okay with that because he he's the reason why they, they got into this mess, didn't hold up his end of the bargain, and then he could have easily, and, and this is one thing that, that I have a problem with, which um, it, it's been ongoing for movies like Eternals and now uh, Secret Invasion, they could easily ring up any Avenger, right? And, and yeah. this is, especially in Secret Invasion, right? This is a, a like, you know, a global problem, right? They're, they're trying to destroy the Earth and Nick Fury's like, no, it's too dangerous. They're going to copy one of their powers. And then later on towards the end of the series, he's like, no, like, this is like, you know, my battle or whatever he says. And it's like, this is so stupid. You could literally call any Avenger to help out because well, Gravik wasn't even that strong. Or even the the big thing that they could have really addressed is the um, the harvest. He could be like, I can't call any Avengers because if they find out about the harvest, they're going to be really fucking mad. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, comp- they're, they're, they're going to kill me. Like they're going to go bad. Like, like the, the fear of an Avenger breaking bad because of what fury has done and how he's manipulated them. I mean, watching Avengers last night, or I guess, yeah, it was, I think it was last night at, or two nights ago at Dave's, um, we watched the first Avengers with Dave Bogger the other night and um, like Fury manipulates them all. Mm-hmm. He he tricks them. He does what he needs to do to get them to to do his bidding. And I think that Marvel or Kevin Feige, whoever the fuck like worked on Secret Invasion that like cr- crafted this story, forgot that Fury's an asshole. Fury isn't cool. Like, I mean, he's cool mm. in the way that, like, he's like, he's manipulative and always has, like, you know, is always two steps ahead of everybody. But it fucking sucks that he is that. It's bad, and that he does a lot of bad stuff. He did so much bad stuff. He took advantage of the scrolls. He did all this. He harvested all the heroes' powers. He did all this stuff. But throughout the whole thing, we're still made to want him to win. And I think the point of it should have been us being angry with him the whole time. I was because <laughs> I'm like, dude, call somebody. It's not that hard. Like, or or at least address why you can't. Not like, oh, this is my fight. It's like, no, you're be honest. Say like, no, I can't call them. They're I fucked up. I did. I created this mess with the scrolls, and I used them to do something that will literally piss off every single Avenger. 
Yeah. Because he, if this falls into the wrong hands, as it does. Well, he, like, now cr- he gives it up, which is the weirdest thing to yeah. me. He's also created like uh, the survivor in Gaia is arguably the most powerful person in uh, in the Marvel Universe now, which is terrifying. Yeah. And to me, it just made zero sense. Like, how does she know how to use all these different abilities? It was that was so stupid. Yeah. And th- th- there's the one shot, right? That's been floating around. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, yeah. W- the one with her with Drax's arm. And it looks so just, bad. You're just like, what is going is on? Awful, dude. Yeah. And I was such a fan of that character, right? Because I'm a fan of the, the actress. So I-, I was rooting for Gaia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just like, here we go again. This is another stupid character. This makes no sense. Yeah, they just they fumbled the bag, man. They, they had so much promise. First few episodes were so cool. Gravik was such a cool villain. Some of the violence was so sick. We were seeing blood in a Marvel show. Yeah, was- when Gravik did the the throat slit after like you know the, the, the those group of guys tried to you know rise up and take him out. I thought that was surprising. Like, oh, they, they actually showed this is crazy. They showed so much violence, dude. It was awesome that um, Gaia and Nick Fury's uh, boo go fucking John Wick mode on a bunch of dudes. And it's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that part was done in reshoots to make some sort of action in that episode. Okay. Um, what about again? Like <laughs> one thing I saw pointed out about that was when when they're getting. Like attacked in her house mm-hmm. these shapeshifters just get all the guns and go and fight back rather than using their ability to shapeshift that's you know like, there's just so many missed opportunities in this fucking show yeah one thing that i didn't like is why was gaia like fighting gravik in her like human form like the whole time yeah like, this is so weird. It's, I don't know. I thought it was weird. I, it, dude, it made no sense. I mean, I guess budget, but still, dude, y'all are losing money anyway. Lose lose money and make a good thing. Yeah. Stop cutting corners. It's insane. Like, stop paying your CEO so much money. What about Nick Fury in love with a scroll? Is that is that legal? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's like he's he, he's like married to a scroll. He didn't tell anybody. I mean, it probably is going to be. It's definitely illegal now. I'm sure there's going to be some uh, what's it, miscegenation laws now against uh, um, race mixing with with scrolls. Now that they're all deemed to be all all off world people, which means all the people in New Asgard now are enemy combatants, according to. Um, president nazi and i hate how um america is like or how the president of america was like you know uh my world like you know i he owns planet earth i was like come on dude hey we think that we live in the united states of america we believe we own the world yeah but i think it's whack yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) It was just like, wow, to and I was uh, so surprised that he goes to Russia, right? Stupid move, especially uh, during conflict and they get attacked, right? Ambush, whatever. And 
it just seems like the the downtime between actually like taking action was just i'm like wow that, that just seems really fake i don't know if they would wait that long oh to for america to react yeah oh dude it would be the 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 vice president would be assuming the role of president so fucking fast in america like yeah. how long was kennedy kennedy was like johnson was wasn't even was wasn't even able to land on a plane before he was sworn in to be yeah the president after kennedy got assassinated like it there would be no no time would be wasted we'd be launching nukes we'd be fucking launching nukes. yeah world war three would already be a thing yeah it, it, it that's the, the most unrealistic thing is that america is too chill in secret invasion <laughs> And and the the show ends in a in a direct threat to millions of of inhabitants of Earth, and America was still too chill in Secret Invasion for it to be believable. Yeah, and where and once again, right? He 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 makes this uh, you know declaration you know uh, against all like off world people. Like, who approved that? Where's Shield? Where's who, who's like? Obviously, there's gonna well, be- Shield's done. Yeah, and, and we'll get to that, um, which to me was another major thing that happened that didn't seem that major, but also it seemed yeah. very pointless. And we're talking about Mar- Maria Hill getting killed like so early on in the series. Dude, what a mistake that was. Yeah, there were the, there was no benefit to that. I get that they wanted to. The thing is, here's the thing. Possibly they were always planning on they like that was one of the original things that was going to happen in the show. So they didn't change it. Mm -hmm. But because of the low scope of cast in the show, once Maria Hill was killed. For one second, you're like, oh, they'll they'll kill anybody in this show. And then they never do again. Well, Talos. I guess. But that happens so much later. True. And, I, and also that I don't know. I just for there to be like two, uh, it just it, the same thing with Rhodey being a scroll. Like it was just too easy to assume what was going to happen to to certain people. I mean, you could honestly assume Talos was going to get killed because something was going to need to make Gaia, um, like do the right thing. But again, also Gaia was essentially maybe doing the right thing every opportunity she got. She was never really that allegiant to Gravik. Her her whole motivation was very very weird and very poorly written, which yeah. sucked. I, it felt like they they were trying to piece something back together, but they were missing pieces, and they were just pushing them until they fit, and yeah. they don't fit. Yeah, to me it was just so weird. Like, how are they like so okay with her? You know, behind enemy lines. Um, and it was so obvious that she was the spy giving out or, or the mole, right? Giving out all, all yeah. the information, which is like, go figure the one person that has ties to their enemies. Like that was just so stupid. It was very schizophrenic storytelling. I don't, it really felt like the right hand had no idea what the left hand was doing the whole time. And it, yeah. I don't know, man, it's just messy. And for I feel like the first three episodes were tight. Yeah, but one one other thing is like, all right, Gravik wanted to get, uh, you know, or, or help everyone turn into to super scrolls, right? So he, he wanted to get the harvest or whatever. Uh, but they had some DNA because with uh, Gaia, she uh, 
she became a, a, a super scroll before uh, they even mm-hmm. saw the harvest and the process <laughs> happens so fast like why didn't they just start churning out these way more of them yeah who the fuck knows very stupid yeah so gravik is like a terrible leader yeah and he seemed to be so hard and cool and badass and like he was having having a good point and great motivations and then i just deteriorated every episode i thought he was so whack i i I, you could pull any avenger they'd come down beat his ass story's over let's move on nick fury you're a little bitch like he he was so whack i thought he was awesome until the end so whack i thought he was awesome until the end i thought it was cool how cold-blooded he was he really i mean he to me he struck me as these young kids who we train up to do all kinds of dangerous shit mm-hmm. and then they come back to the real world and it turns out their only skill set is just killing people and or <laughs> killing people dealing drugs dealing guns doing all these illegal things that they did for the army or the cia and whatnot and then now their whole life becomes well i guess i'm just gonna be fucking i guess i'm just gonna do global killing shit because there's nothing else I'm good at and there's no fucking point in doing anything else because I've already seen how dark everything is. There's no point in even hoping that there's going to be a better future. No fucking point. So why not? And it just the the cold callous way. Dude, when he sits in the car and they take out the guy who is getting tortured mm-hmm. and straight up British chick is hard. Is Sonia. Hard and she's cold blooded. My favorite character of the whole series. She was cool. She was really cool. Also, uh, have you watched The Bear? Never. She's in the second season of The Bear, and we were watching. We were watching the second season of The Bear, like as we were Secret Invasion was airing, mm-hmm. and like the same night we watched like an episode of Secret Invasion, and then we were watching The Bear afterwards, and then she shows up in this episode of The Bear, and I'm like, "Is that? That's?" And Ashton was like, "What the fuck?" Like very very weird. So she's having a moment right now, which is cool. Yeah, she's um, awesome. Yeah, she was badass. She might be one of the best things that this show did was just introduce her character. Yeah, hopefully um, see more of her. Well, I guess people are thinking that they might be, she might be assembling the MI thirteen or whatever. The which, if they decide to revisit the Eternals and Black Knight as a character, then you know well, maybe him and Blade and Captain Britain might actually be a thing. Too many teams. And maybe Guy will be on that team. I, I the Guy the needs screen no- crush. Dude, the screen crush guy made the video or whatever and was like talking about the the possibility of that, the uh, British uh, Avengers team or whatever. And he was like, yeah, so another Marvel thing that we might not see for another six <laughs> years. It's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we're just time is fucking this thing, man. Guy needs to die. I mean, she has to. There's no way she can live with all those powers. Yeah, because who's going to be okay with her walking around with all those like uh, uh, like there are, you know some of these people are there still are alive. Yeah. And then also when you look at like the Black Order, right? She is Thanos, Ebony Ma, like all these evil people. Yeah. It's like you're this is you stole all that. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's fucked up. Um, I really, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. That's that's an incredible. That's that's a crazy fucking Pandora's box to open up. Even creating that character. Yeah, it seems like a huge oversight. 
Yeah, and at some point, hopefully in the future, Nick Fury has to answer for creating that. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, if we're gonna, if we're going to move forward from here, Nick Fury's gotta gotta lose some friends. Yeah, I like I agree. Like it sucks that he seemingly got to get away with everything. He needs to honestly send him to the raft. He needs to be locked up. Straight up, dude. And and but my thing is like that's gonna be that'll be the punishment from like Thunderbolt Ross. Like that'll be the punishment from somebody worse than Fury. But for once, one of these heroes, one of these people who's actually has character and morals and conviction needs to look at Fury and and say, What the fuck do you think you're doing, dude? Are you are you kidding me? Like this is you you planned this like you didn't stumble into collecting all of our dna mm-hmm. that was something you willingly did after yeah. we all bled for the earth yeah like that's crazy it's crazy that he like it, it never once did they really dig into the moral implications of what fury does except for to show like oh he you know created this disdain between the scrolls and then gravic and for most of the show it seemed like they made gravic pretty sympathetic until the end when he just totally goes like azula mode and just kills everybody yeah i don't know which I mean, it's that's like that's Stalin, I guess. That's like what that's, you know, you kill everybody close to you. So then you're you end up all alone. But at the same time, it's like I thought he had way too much. He had way more conviction, I think, to fall into a folly like that. That it just it all just made it was just a mess at the end, dude, just shit rolling downhill. Yeah, it was weird i i never once thought that the scrolls were gonna win or have a place to me they're just yeah to me going forward they're just gonna be like a a slave race kind of thing yeah it's it's not gonna be great and that was another thing with this show was never once while i was watching this did i think the scrolls were gonna win yeah me either like i'm sorry but that's a problem you think so? Yeah, I think it's a problem when you're if you're supposed to accept that there's stakes in what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Like part of you has to feel like there's a chance your protagonist might lose. And nowhere in this did I feel like the protagonists were going to lose. I was hoping that they're going to be able to find a solution, right? Like a, a, a like without war, without any uh, bloodshed but Nick Fury just once again just does not hold up his end of the deal which is terrible and I, I, I get Gravik's frustration right being there for so long uh, it, it's being ter- used yeah, being made to kill people yeah when when he reveals that the, 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 the human form that he has is like the first person that Nick Fury had him kill I'm like oh, okay that's pretty deep well and he's not even talking to Fury either yeah he's talking to to, Which is just so fucking cheap, dude. 
Like that's the th- that's another thing is like all this time in this show where they could have been using the scroll powers to shapeshift, like the only person we the only people we saw use it in like a subversive way were the villains. Mm-hmm. We never saw any of the good scrolls using their shapeshifting ability in any subversive way that was creative or like like you're saying Gaia being in her human form the whole time in the fucking final fight like that's such fucking bullshit dude like the only time we see Gaia shapeshift into anything else is to shapeshift into fury to then have a conversation with Gravik that means nothing because Gravik's not even talking to the person that he needed to say all this shit to mm-hmm. and also that that scene where he's gonna use the harvest to me it just seemed like such a like and oversight, like, why would you let Fury stay in the machine with you? It just seemed like, okay, like, like, even with the the small chance of, okay, what if he gets powers? Like, let me just boot him out of mm-hmm. here. He he's uh, you know seemingly very weak due to the radiation, but maybe this is his ego letting him get to his head where he didn't care, or whatever. But then it's just like, wow, so convenient that they were able to both get the powers from the harvest. It was so stupid yeah and that i kn- is the that's the batman v superman they're both mo- both their mom's names are martha as mm-hmm. part of the secret invasion is that part yeah because never once did i that's that 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 episode i did not believe that nick fury was just blindly going alone to grab it down with the radiation where he's going to be compromised and he's going to you know walk to his death I, I i was like this is so stupid i don't believe this yeah because, because, and the one thing that I hated too was like, okay, there's like this rhetoric in like the like earlier half of the series where Nick Fury's uh, has been Nick Fury's, uh, you know, washed up, and then episode five, he he goes to the, the the cemetery and he's piecing together his his eye patch, his handgun that's like it's a fucking handgun, dude. This is not anything that special, and I'm like, <laughs> this is this is like they're trying to like guess like oh shit the old nick fury's back he's suiting up just like in the old marvel netflix series where like you you know like the whole series we're waiting for them to 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 bear their costume right yeah. and when they do it's like oh shit it, 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 it's on but with this nick fury moment i'm like this is so cheap this is so stupid he's finally putting on the eye patch and i'm like this guy ain't shit this is i'm not being sold on this this is so stupid yeah it's fucking like there's cool moments in the show like every episode i think has some cool moments but just overall just a fumbled bag man can i tell you my favorite scene from like the whole series yeah it's the episode so this is after the bombing and maria hill just got killed and talos hits a graphic he's like hey like you know like parlay right so they go and they 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 go to this cafe and they're they're talking and they're sitting at the table and then Gravik brings up Gaia and then Talos like freaks out and stands up and is like, you know, about to like a, a attack Gravik. And then you see everybody in the cafe, yeah. you know, shapeshift into Gravik. I'm like, oh, shit, that that scene was like my favorite scene. I was like, OK, I'm waiting for something this cool to happen again and it just never happened. Never, never made me so stoked on a scene. Yeah, I mean, that scene's fucking cool, dude. The scene where Gravik in. Uh... And what's his second in command who he ends up um, turning on and impaling? I could not tell you if I'm being honest. Trying to think of that fucker's name right now. Um, 
I don't even know if they'll give it in this um, mm. description of things. Yeah, I'm looking through the cast. Uh, yeah, I don't even see his name. He had one of those names that like, it's like a it's not Beto. Beto was the young one. Oh, it's a uh, pagan or pagan. Yes. Um, when him and Pagan go in to rescue the the dude who's being tortured, mm-hmm. that scene's hard as fuck. They're in there just like smoking dudes, just headshot guys. It's awesome. Yeah, no. they're going like John Wick mode on people. It's cool, but also they realize that the guy who's getting tortured was compromised. Yeah. And then they have him shot in the woods. That's hard. That's cool. Why did they go so hard for him if they knew he was so compromised? That was one thing I was just kind of like, should they just left him there? Um, I mean, well, you got to stop. You got to hopefully interrupt him from giving up too much. Giving up too much. I mean, I don't think he was going back regardless. Yeah, because at that point, it's just like, yeah, just it's too risky. And also, it kind of felt like an initiation for the Beto kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to see how we actually operate. Yeah. And that's how those people operate. <laughs> what about, um, you know, we, we talked about how Rhodey was a scroll and it, it was like just some scroll named Brava. It's like, why? Uh, they didn't even. Because remember when uh, everyone was getting freed and he's uh, and what 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 what's his name was like oh Brody like how long have you been down here and yeah we we, we never get that answer so it's like how long has uh, Rody been captured who is Rava like like why Rava is, is there's just so many and I'm, I'm not gonna lie dude part of me hoped that all the scrolls that were inhabiting people's lives part of me hoped that those people were dead. Why? Because there's stakes then. <laughs> okay. And, but also it's like, okay, like, are the scrolls that evil when they're like, all right, like, we're still going to preserve the people who we're impersonating? Also, huge issue with them preserving the people that they're inhabiting. Um, they're preserving those people in the place where they live. Mm hmm. Which is full of radiation. Yeah, and everybody just walks away <laughs> with and zero. Everyone issue. Just walks away. That was my. That was my. That I didn't think my, about that. At the end of the day, biggest issue at the end of the show was that they fought hard enough to have Fury have a hard time going there and being like sick and taking iodine pills. Yet all of the humans just walk out of their life. They just woke up. Okay, there's one scene where I'm just kind of like, I, I was just scratching my head. I, I didn't really know what it meant, and I didn't even really care to like research, if I'm being honest. Uh, it, it was that scene with Sonia where they kind of walk into that room, and there's all those like glowing bodies. Do you remember that scene? It was like no at the end. That means. No idea what that means. <laughs> okay, because I saw I'm that, scared. and I'm like, did, I, like, did I miss something? What the fuck is this? And I didn't care enough to find out what... Yeah, no, I was in the same boat. I was just like, all right, 
I was like, this is it. We're we're at the finish line. This show was not what I wanted to, it to be, which Whatever not everything. Is, I'm sure it's yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like I said, I just feel like this shit was just pointless because because yeah, in the bigger left it whatever it was going to be yeah whatever whoever it was going to offend whatever like like i said the worst thing that's going to happen is a bunch of strangers on the internet tell you to kill yourself yeah and that's it. i feel like that discussion would be better than like what went wrong and yeah, the conversations exactly. we're having now exactly like there's so many dissatisfied customers with it who liked what you guys are doing before that you may as well have made something that was going to dissatisfy a bunch of people who don't give a shit about what you guys are doing mm -hmm. and run the risk that people like us who are in the bag for you all would be still there but now i guess i'm i'll i mean i'm gonna watch loki i feel yeah and this this is where things get tricky right the marvels but like lo oh, man. i feel like loki's gonna be a hit right because yeah no cause I, it was... I, it, but also i mean it, i think we had this conversation was it spider-man was that the one that came after eternals uh spider-man uh or was it dr strange i think it might have been spider-man before dr strange i think you're right mm -hmm. i think it's spider-man yeah um because I had this I had this thought when we watched Spider-Man, I was like, do we love Spider-Man so much because it's a really fucking good comic book movie? Or are our expectations so shattered that anything would be this good? Yeah, I I think Spider-Man is still pretty good. 100 percent, 100 percent. But I think coming out of Eternals, it's fucking it's the goddamn Godfather. Yeah, no. It's Star Wars. Like, it's. That's why when I look at what's left, we might end the year on a sour note because the Marvels might not be. Because, cause, right, right? Secret Invasion, we're kind of like, all right, in this weird lull, Loki's going to perk us back up. And if Marvels, which I don't, I don't see how it's going to be like, oh shit, this, this movie was so awesome because. I don't know if you've seen the trailer it's just like all right cool like this looks interesting but i don't know if it's gonna have the the ability to uh you know keep us on that high so i saw i've, I've seen the, i've seen a couple of the trailers um but the trailers don't really tell you anything that's happening in the movie mm -hmm. that i from what i can tell at least the only thing that i mean you get like an idea that like their powers are linked together in a way um, it doesn't really get explained, which I'm cool with. Please stop fucking explaining things to me in the trailers. Uh -huh. Stop giving me all the motivations and the whole story in the trailers, um, which I'm totally cool with. Um, when I was watching some of the stuff about like where could Secret Invasion take us, some of the plot of the Marvels gets mentioned in that. And it sounds cool to me. We'll see. Yeah, they're like they're fighting the Kree where Samuel or where Nick Fury is trying to go and take the mm -hmm. scrolls and like how like why are you going to take me to this place where there's like evil people well from so from what I can tell from what I've seen of talking about it is this this Kree character is like super xenophobic similar to the way Ronan the accuser was mm -hmm. 
and very much like a you know Cree or war people like we are not to make peace and whatnot so she might be upset that the the Cree are possibly talking peace with the scrolls and in that society is trying to do a thing where you create a sect of you know an insurgency of sorts to fight against the main like the mainstream that wants to get along which is like all right which is which which i i the the some of the theories i've seen is that this character might play off of thunderbolt ross becoming president and there being leaders of these different worlds who are very authoritarian xenophobic and how people who think that way kind of get along with each other typically yeah but to bring the scrolls from one war to another one it just make more sense to find them their own place even though i know that's hard right oh let's just go find an uninhabited planet and plop you down here um it's just seems so stupid nick fury's an idiot yeah i mean no he well that's the thing is i don't think he was ever looking for a solution yeah no for sure he was he was having fun uh you know in the shadows yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah he he did not he he is he is he is an asshole and an idiot for not thinking that was ever gonna blow back on him Mm -hmm. like it that shit will always blow back on you it's not it's not avoidable (laughs) yeah so I, I never thought that I would look at the MCU, like big picture MCU, and not be stoked. Uh, it, it feels like we're dangerously getting close to like, like early DC EU territory where like these films, these TV series are just kind of a joke and not being done properly, not t- being taken serious, just being mm-hmm. just straight up trash. And for, for, for us to be like super close to that, it's like crazy to me because the, the history, the characters, like, like, the, like the foundations are there. Like, how do they keep messing mm-hmm. up? I'm still stoked on the films that are coming out. The thing I, I watched a video, a, a YouTube video the other day talking about it was what's the biggest problem with Marvel right now and or Marvel's biggest enemy right now and it the thing this guy said was it's time okay time is the biggest problem and then he was like and I don't mean time travel I mean the time that we get to see these characters the time that we're spending with them and he went through and all the Iron Man appearances Mm -hmm. and was like these are the years there was only two years from the start of Iron Man in 2008 there were only two years we did not see Iron Man in a film whether it was him showing up in the Incredible Hulk, whether it was him being in a Spider-Man movie, whether it was an Avengers movie, there were two years from 2008 till Endgame. There were two years we did not see Iron Man show up in a film to at least say, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? Or do a walk and talk with somebody. Um, and then he went through and all the Captain America appearances. And he went through all the Thor appearances and all the Black Widow appearances and all the Hulk appearances. And I was like, oh, my God, you really did just get to see these characters a ton. Interact with each other, interact with these with the world and constantly be reminded of how they their relationships work so that when, um, you know, civil war happens like we really do, we have seen. 
Captain America and Iron Man disagree a lot over the years to, mm-hmm. to that point. Um, I don't know. It's just I, I realize I'm like, damn, they really like. And then he goes he went into talking about like like Shang-Chi, like great, you know, origin movie. Awesome. He tied in with another character and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then now we have no clue when the second movie's coming or when he's going to show up in another movie. It could be six years before we see him again. He made the point that in even though Doctor Strange shows up in a bunch of other movies, a person who was 10 years old when Doctor Strange came out would have been 16 years old when the sequel comes out, when Multiverse of Madness comes out. You are so different from the ages of 10 to 16. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's where I think like so a lot of like there's this question like i think star wars faces it too it's are these movies for kids or are these movies for adults because you need to make a decision Mm -hmm. you need to make a decision because kids are going to watch anything even if it's rated r they're going to watch it 100 percent. they're they're going to watch it so do you want to make something that appeals just to kids or do you want to make something that is going to appeal to someone as they grow up? And all this quippy Joss Whedon stuff is cool when it is new and it works. But as time goes on, you're getting diminishing returns on a lot of this way you're telling stories. You can't tell every single one of these stories the same way. You can't have these characters acting the same. They need to have differences. They need to have like, things that make them unique to one another. They can't all like, um, I saw something the other day about um, like somebody posted a, a screen, like a, like a clip from the new mission impossible movie. Have you seen it yet? I have not watched a single mission impossible. Brother, they're fucking badass. I know. I know. <laughs> I think mission impossible three, they film like back in Palm Springs, which I, really yeah there's like a i don't know which one it is but there's a there's a mission impossible where there's like airplanes flying through like the giant windmills and they actually filmed it in palm springs like on location that's fucking awesome yeah you should watch the mission impossible dudes the only the second one's bad and it still has redeeming qualities okay uh I, Newton, and from, uh, to be clear i love tom cruise as an actor so i should watch it dude he's he's awesome in it he's great um I still, I think, I think forever since seeing Edge of Tomorrow, I think Edge of Tomorrow is my favorite Tom Cruise performance. Mine's The Last Samurai. It's good. It's cool. It's a cool movie. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but there's a scene in the new Mission Impossible movie where Simon Pegg, like, is like having like a heartfelt moment. And someone posted a clip of this on like Twitter or whatever we're calling it now x we're going with x not saying it come on not saying it x the straight Um, edgers we're we're rising up right now dude elon musk is secretly straight edge elon musk can get the fuck away from straight edge wrong (laughs) (laughs) for all i care um fuck that guy um but um but someone posted this and was like what is this like bullshit disney channel dialogue and it's like Simon Pegg having like a heart. It's not like amazing writing, mm-hmm. but it's like emotional. Like he like is like kind of pouring his heart out in this scene. And 
this person was making the point that holy shit like people think like emotion and like caring and like having a heartfelt like moment is cringe everything needs to be so soaked in like sarcasm and so fucking sardonic and self-aware and self-referential and like oh yeah look at us look at what we're doing like like everything has to be this like well that just happened like shit and it's frustrating because i love like i love like fucking sappy gay shit like i love when i watch something and it feels like it rips at my heart and pulls me and makes me a soft little little you know doughboy that's cool it's cool when you watch something and you feel emotionally affected by it not just like it's always looking at you and winking mm-hmm. like fuck that dude i don't know i want these things to have heart like the captain america movies have tons of heart he's mm-hmm. so like he really, really, he's just earnest. He's an earnest character. And I miss those characters being like, it's fine. You can have Tony Stark. It fits his character to be sardonic and it fits his character to be an asshole and a prick. It's funny. It's cool. It works. But every character can't be Tony Stark. Every character can't be Spider-Man. Like they all have to have these different qualities. And it feels like they're trying to shoehorn these characteristics into characters that don't need them. They can they can exist and I'll watch it. I'll love it, especially if they seem like they're they have like a buy in to what's happening And that dude. Secret Invasion. It really like I do get that, like Samuel Jackson plays the same character in everything he's in. And sometimes that really fucking works. Mm-hmm. And there were moments in Secret Invasion, like with him and his wife, that w- did feel like emotional, like the conversation they have when they shoot over each other's heads. Yeah. That was a cool scene. But it's lost in the rest of that show where he just doesn't face any repercussions for anything he does. He's just able to do his thing. I mean, the only repercussion he faces is what Gravik blows up people and shoots his his you know a person who he was responsible for yeah well two yeah two yeah two people he was responsible for he kills both of them and it doesn't seemingly affect him in any real negative way yeah he he just gets fake fired by the fake roadie yeah like it's just i don't know like the stakes just were not there and they just should have gone with whatever they originally not planned for but fucking shot Mm -hmm. like that's the thing like it it would be different if they wrote it and they hadn't shot yet and they were like oh we need to change this but you spent the money to shoot it this way fucking leave it because whatever you pay to fucking redo you're gonna mess it up you're gonna mess it up did you see dark phoenix uh you're talking about the the x-men movie yeah yeah there was apparently one scene in that movie that was done in the reshoots and it is the only good scene in that movie. It's the train scene when they're all fighting and Magneto's goes like grab every gun in the fucking Jessica Chastain. That whole scene was done in a reshoot Mm -hmm. because they needed to make the end of the movie. Not so similar to Captain Marvel. I want to say that's probably the only example I have of a successful reshoot. Because it is a good part of that movie, but the rest of that movie sucks. Yeah, I I just hate that. 
I've lived long enough to see two Dark Phoenix movies. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, I, you, I hate to break it to you. You'll see a third. <laughs> okay. The the third that I'm hoping for is like, please, let's, uh, let, let's kind of get through phase five and six. And I want to live long enough to, to see them build towards uh, X-Men versus Avengers. And then, okay, bring back the Phoenix Force. That way, I don't want to see another... Uh, you know, Jean Grey, Dark Phoenix uh, movie, but you know the the, the movies, those X Men movies weren't that good, but I loved the casting, which is see, like, I did like all all the way through Days of Future Past. I that's the best uh, Days of Future Past, is the best X Men movie to date. I think I think you're right, but I think Apocalypse has moments. Yeah, but they should have just killed that little kid. It's a, when you're in these situations to to save everybody a headache to save death. I'll, I'll kill a little kid. We know we know what he's going to turn into. It's all right. It ain't going to be fun. I'm not going to be proud of it, but I would do it. There's I uh, say I know Dave. Dave brings this up all the time when um, he brings. I think it's a dead. It's an X Force comic where um there there's a there's a mutant that's really dangerous and they've got to kill it mm-hmm. and deadpool like kind of walks off mm-hmm. and when later on someone like tries to like give him shit like what what do you fucking mean like you don't give a shit about anything and he's like well at least i didn't kill a fucking kid yeah i think uh, that, that's why i uh, rick remeter's uh, uncanny x-force yeah um yeah, no, there's even, uh, I, I can't but remember. again, like, that's hard. It's hard, but <laughs> if, if I was them, I would do it. Because, like, there's also, um, I, I'm uh, having trouble remembering who wrote the story, but there's an Avengers story where they're going up against Kang, and someone's like, dude, we can time travel. Let's just go kill the baby. So they're, all right, like, let's do it. Everybody's down, and they get to Kang as a baby, and then they back off. They're like, nah, we can't do this. This isn't right. But I'm just like, I'd kill that stupid baby. I'd do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jamie here to make the hard decisions. Yeah. To save everybody the the, the trouble and the pointless death. She's like, this guy's this baby's evil. It ain't, it ain't, we ain't saving this baby. This baby's not going to grow up and be nice and be like, oh, I'm not going to be a bad guy. It's like, no, destined to be bad. Yeah, he has to be bad. Even when he decides to be good, he's, he, he causes more harm than uh, than uh, than good by being good yeah by being good he creates a a paradox that will end the universe Um, it's it's crazy but i i'm obviously ride or die i'm wearing an iron fist t-shirt which might that's sick let me see that what is is... it's um it's just this is it that's fucking dope yeah might be one of my favorite t-shirts but you know what's weird uh, check this. I, I I I wear this T-shirt. I'm on TikTok, right? I'm, I'm a huge fan of TikTok. I'm scrolling through TikTok. I've, I'm on TikTok way more than I should be. Never once have I seen anything Iron Fist until today. Which I'm like, this is crazy. This is just another one of those crazy examples where uh, your your phone's spying on you 100 percent because oh, yeah. I'm just scrolling through and boom, I'm watching season one of Iron Fist on TikTok, and I was like, I I, I got so caught up because I forgot how. Um, how much I actually enjoyed it. Well, not, Dude, 
it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> his, his ward, the ward character, mm-hmm. Oscar worthy. <laughs> yeah, and, and his I, performance is amazing in that shit. Yeah, he has to go through the worst of it out of anybody. Yeah, he rocks. <laughs> yeah, and to think where they were going to go in season three with him. Oh, I know, dude. It was going to be cool. Yeah, it's... it was going to be cool. I, I honestly, I, I hate how much black iron fist gets because i do think the second season of iron fist is legitimately good and i think there's a salvageable amount in the first season that's cool yeah and one thing that i liked is uh you know he was getting so much shit about his um his his, his kung fu and his martial arts and if, if you go back to the defenders the first fight scene is danny ran iron fist beating people up showing you that yeah. Yeah, this guy, this guy was on like a week's, like, you know, maybe two weeks notice to, to film Iron Fist. So he didn't get to train, but, um, yeah. but from season, cause it went, uh, Iron Fist season one, Defenders, and then Iron Fist season two. Uh, and he just showed that he's a talented actor and he, he knows how to do martial arts. So it was so sick yeah, to, to I, see him like be able to redeem himself in Defenders. Yeah, I really liked him. I thought he was cool. I thought, I thought he did a, a good job in the, in the role and it's, it's a bummer. It, it's it's to me. It's, It'd be cool if they brought him back. Like how, like I, I get, like I, I'm like you know Daredevil, probably like my second favorite Netflix series, um, but to recast, uh, you know Daredevil, Kingpin, but to just kind of leave everyone else out, it's like, dude, there was it was they were all making money. I've heard I, I've I've heard Kristen Ritter is, is for sure coming back. When what really? I can't remember. I, I can't remember what it was, but I've heard she is like she's had the meetings and whatnot, and she's already signed back on. Dude, she's she's the goat. She's here every fucking episode. Yeah, she is right there. Yeah, um, I've I've heard she's coming back, and I've heard that Luke Luke Cage and or I can't remember uh, Mike Coulter. I've heard Mike Coulter and uh, Homeboy who played Danny are the only ones who have not gotten the call. They they should capitalize and just do, uh, you know. Uh, a, a movie with them. Like, don't even give them a series. Just give them movies. And, and even Colleen. I, I thought Colleen was a badass cool. character. Yeah. She rocked. She was cool in Game of Thrones, too. She was in Game of Thrones? Yeah, she was one of the, uh, the fucking, the sisters, um, from, God, where was, uh, um, Oberyn from? Dude, I haven't even thought about Game of Thrones in a minute. Colleen, she was in. Yeah, I'm. I the thought sna- the the snakes or whatever. I can't remember what they what they called themselves, but the little assassin girls from the fucking. I can't remember what the what the fuck is the. Yeah, because the only the place where where Oberyn's from. The, they're the they're the yellow color, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yep. I I know you're talking about now. Um, it's been a minute. I, I've been a little down on Game of Thrones. Been on the fence. Been, been wanting to read that AI book or uh, that that guy wrote to finish off the whole series. But yeah, I still haven't watched the uh, the new the new thing. House of Dragons. Dorn. Yeah, the the chicks from Dorn. The two. Really, I do not remember Colleen. I just remember Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's one of uh, she's one of his sisters. Uh, um, it's his sister or whatever who tries to. She gets all all crazy after he gets killed, right? Yeah, after he gets his freaking eyes pushed in. God, that part's hard. Um, 
But yeah, it's one of, or maybe it's one of his daughters. I can't remember. But yeah, Colleen, Colleen's one of the, the, the snakes or whatever. Hmm. I think she's only in two episodes, but that was when, when she got cast in Iron Fist, I was like, oh, it's, she was in Game of Thrones. Oh, I remember her in Game of Thrones. She's cool. Yeah. Is, it, is there a TV show like that these days that everybody's watching? I don't know. I think everybody watched The Bear. See, I haven't even heard of that. What the hell is The Bear about? It's um, about like uh, kitchen workers or whatever. It's got the kid from Shameless in it. It's got Maddie Matheson in it, the hardcore chef guy. I know who he is. I, I, I met him one time. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Can I tell you about the time that I met Maddie Matheson? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> it, it this was, uh, I'm trying to remember, had to have been for the children. 2016 uh it was 2015 or 2016 uh, comeback kid was playing that year and i remember, I remember that year yeah and i remember i was uh, just in the lobby because i'm like really anti-social I, I just like to not be around a bunch of people so i'm like it's like in between bands i'm in the lobby and i see maddie madison just standing there by himself and I'm like, what the fuck? That's Maddie Matheson. And I knew that he had ties to come at kid because if like, you know, some, in some of his older videos, like you see Scott Wade and the band, like, like he's making food for them. So I'm like, oh shit, he's definitely mm -hmm. here because of comeback kid. So I remember I, I walk over to him and I introduce myself. I'm like, hey, Maddie Matheson, like my name's Jamie. I'm a fan. And he, like, you know, I, I go to shake his hand and he's shaking my hand. And as he's shaking my hand, I'm complimenting him. I'm like, yo, like, love the, the, the book you just put out, the bologna bowls, like insane. And as, as I'm giving him these compliments, he's like squeezing my hand harder and harder. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I, I think he's like very appreciative of me complimenting him. But it was just such a cool moment because I'm such a fan and I'm still a fan of him to this day. Like I, I, I watch, like I, I'm still subscribed to his channel. I watch everything that he does on, uh, Vice and even like his own personal channel. So he's awesome. That's awesome. That's good to know. Um, yeah, you should watch the bear dude. He he wears a harmless way shirt in like the first episode. Okay. So the, and this is all scripted. It's not like reality. Yeah. Okay. It's scripted. Um, the kid from Shameless like did like tons of like working in kitchens to prepare to like look authentic. It's mm -hmm. like very. I've I've heard from friends of mine who work in kitchens that it sucks to watch the show because it's too close to the way they actually feel. Okay, and where are, are you watching this? The Bear? It's on Hulu. On okay, I, I have. It's Hulu. one of those. It's one of the FX shows that like always land on Hulu because everything on FX lands on Hulu. Okay, interesting. All right, it's great. The Bear. I'm trying to think though of any other shows that are like in the zeitgeist that everybody watches right now. I don't fucking know either. Yeah, but like, also everybody watched. Everybody watched White Lotus. Everybody watched. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I don't like I I spend too much time watching like anime and K dramas, so I'm not like really in tune with what's going on. So that's why I, I I'm I'm asking. Yeah, we we kind of stay in the zeitgeist to a certain extent. We've been going to the movies a lot more. Really? We saw the new Ninja Turtles movie the other day. It's fucking awesome. What about Blue Beetle? I hear it's awesome. I know. I I, I was going to go I the other see night. It really bad. I think we might go see it next week. Okay. Yeah, I, like the last movie I saw in theaters was uh, that uh, horror movie. Talk to me, dude. What'd you think? Fucking amazing. I love that. Shit. So you, you watched it. Yeah, okay. we went, I wanted to see I wanted to see the Meg or I wanted to see that theater camp movie. OK. And uh, Dustin, who plays in Gates, his girlfriend 
we were eating at the restaurant that she worked at and he was i mean he there gates is back like two or three days at a time mm-hmm. anymore. They're busy. Yeah, so yeah. he was home for a few days and she was like we, we should hang out when uh when dustin's home and i was like well we were gonna try to go to the movies that night and i kind of want to go see the meg or that theater camp movie and they were like well me and Dustin want to see that talk to me movie. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And then we all went and saw it and it fucking fucking rocked. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy they watched it. Cause I, I've talked to so many people and nobody's watched it that I've talked to you besides the friends that I went with. And the, the, the thing that I love about that movie the most is cause I'm like really into the, um, you know, paranormal and demonic mm-hmm. shit like that. So when I watched that movie, it gave me like paranormal activity vibes where the events in the movie, could happen to me yeah. so i'm just like mm-hmm. all right this is this is something that i'm, I'm really into because it, 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 there wasn't like that much fantasy in it so i'm like this is fucking crazy and really creepy i think that's because of the phone integration into the movie it really made it feel like a lived-in experience like especially how the movie was shot too the movie was shot very much like a voyeuristic way mm-hmm. like you could be there watching it yeah um it was cool. Um, did you know the, the dudes who did it are the ones who made those like crazy videos of like the psychotic Ronald McDonald and shit? No, I, did, you I, ever, I, did you ever watch those viral YouTube videos? Mm-mm. It's like Ronald McDonald showing up and just like being a complete psychopath, like like those fake McDonald's commercials. Uh, I don't know if they're fake commercials, but he's like this, like uh, Ronald McDonald, like cursing and fighting people. Yeah. And, oh, the, I didn't know that those, that those people did that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's it's those guys. They uh, I, I also saw something where they've already they they shot a prequel to talk to me mm-hmm. like as they were shooting talk to me. Um, but I don't think the prequel has been greenlit yet, but the prequel shot all through phone cameras. Well, you know, they, they greenlit a, a, a sequel. Yeah, yeah, but they haven't. But that's um, a, I saw something where like they while they were shooting Talk to Me, they kept having more ideas mm-hmm. and they just started writing in those ideas that they kept having while they were shooting it are what's getting turned into the sequel because they just kept thinking of more scenes to shoot, yeah. of more ways for the story to expand, which is cool. Yeah, shout out. AT or A24, excuse me, for being so cool and uh, putting out cool shit like that. Because that 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 reminds me of um that movie, uh, you know, X and Pearl, um, which I I haven't seen, but whichever one came first, they were shooting that movie, and then this was like during COVID, and the directors like hit up A24, like, hey, like we're gonna be Danny for a while, can we just like is it chill? We just shoot a sequel or or a prequel or whatever, and they're like, yeah, do it, like it makes sense. I haven't seen that, but I heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Is that where they they go to shoot the um? Like the the porno in the barn, and it turns into a horror movie. I, I've, I've never seen movie? it. Oh, uh, okay. I think that's that movie. Porno in the barn. All right, now I'm suddenly I'm way more interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. free. I'm just kidding. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, oh yeah. But talk to me, yo. Uh, I, I I've been like really into these YouTubers lately called uh, Sam and Colby, and they, they've been around for a while, and I'm just like kind of catching up to speed. So like that's like. The majority of my time these days is I'm watching their uh, like paranormal like ghost hunts. It's it's pretty interesting. I can never take that shit seriously. Yeah, okay, okay, but check this out. So I was uh, watching this one episode. They they filmed it at this hotel in L.A. called the um, the Blitmore uh, like Millennium Hotel, and 
you know, there's a ton of hotels in LA, so I didn't really think too much of it. And then there was like this one very specific shot where they were like on like this balcony inside the hotel. And I'm like, yo, that is very familiar. I've definitely been there. So like I, I did research and come to find out um, like like earlier in the year, um, uh, had a friend uh, visiting and they, they hit me up there. Like, hey, like come hang out in my hotel. And it was that very hotel. And I didn't know that it was so haunted because I was just there just like looking at the random like uh, Boba vending machine that they had and just kind of surprised at like how fancy this like random hotel was. But like watching the Sam and Colby show, I'm like, holy shit, I was there. And I had no idea that that entire building was so haunted. And like now I'm like trying to remember like what four of my friends said. And I can't remember for the life of me. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, we were dude. We were going to the movies a lot. For a few weeks, we saw an journal movie. We saw Talk to Me. Uh-huh. I feel like we saw something else. I mean, our Oppenheimer and Barbie, and God, there were so many movies coming out for like weeks in a row. There was like always something that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle movie rocks, though. Highly recommended. Yeah, I, I I I like the art. So I'm. It's cool. It's very similar to the the Spider Verse art. Yeah which I'm fucking game for. It's also the cast is amazing. Do you know who wrote the movie? Um, Seth Rogen, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, I know he produced it. I don't know if he wrote it, too, but uh, but him and John Cena are Bebop and Rocksteady and actual teenagers are playing the Ninja Turtles. It's fucking great. Now, is this like the new thing going forward or because I, I, I thought they were doing like a like Michael Bay was doing like another one. I don't think so. I don't don't see how there's room for that many Ninja Turtles movies to be universes to be going on. But well, I would see another Michael Bay one because I fucking honestly love those things. Yeah, the, like I, I'm not like too well versed when it comes to TMNT. That's why I, I wasn't sure if like this was like going on at the same time or did they close that other one or I think they closed the other one. I think uh whatever the fuck out of the shadows or whatever the fuck the last internal movie was mm-hmm. i think it did so bad that they scrapped the idea of doing more of them but this one is cool and i think they're definitely doing more mm-hmm. and it rocks jackie chan plays splinter it's funny i love jackie chan yeah he's funny in it um it's a uh, it's cool it the visually it's it's incredibly uh i don't know it looks great looks great it's fucking music's great everything about it rocks perfect movie and this isn't like in partnership with like nickelodeon or i think so okay i think so and uh dude i mean not really a spoiler but uh no shredder no shredder but what about casey jones no casey jones yet april o'neill oh yeah okay it's in it's connected to the the homegirl who is the main actress in the bear she voices april o'neill oh interesting pretty cool she's great huh she's a uh a tiktok discovery as well wait you're on tiktok well i i mean we were making tiktoks on the ldb tiktok and haven't recently i was gonna ask i still i still check Every every day, Ashton sent. She has a like one like a folder in her TikTok of things to show me. So she saves me TikToks, and mm-hmm. then I watch them at the end of the day. She used to do this on Twitter, but now she does it on TikTok because Twitter's dead. Um, well, Twitter's yeah. Twitter's not dead. Twitter has evolved. 
Twitter is dying. No, it's not. They're they're now paying people to tweet, Tyler Short. That sucks. That sucks ass. Because yeah. people's tweets are fucking bad. Yeah. Twitter's like the last thing that I check if I'm being honest. Like in order of like social media is like I, I go yeah. to Twitter last because I'm just like I'm honestly like thinking about not using it for the label at all anymore. Um, I think I'm just gonna post from Instagram. I don't think I care to even post anything on on Twitter anymore. If I'm being honest, I'd be I <laughs> I can't remember the last time I posted a promotion for the podcast on Twitter. I think like the last like two or three episodes I didn't even like post on Twitter. If I'm being honest, yeah, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm gonna do it anymore. Maybe if something severe changes, like maybe it changes its name back to Twitter. <laughs> Oh no, we're X till the end. God. Wow. Well, if I mean, honestly, if he was determined to drag down as many companies as possible, so he tried it with PayPal and he got kicked off the board. He's tried it with Tesla, and I think they took Tesla away from him too. I don't know. What I'm, a cool guy. Yeah. The meritocracy we live in is so neat. Yeah, but at the end of the day, jmerk.com still your go-to source for all that. You, you don't need Twitter, you don't need Instagram, you don't need TikTok. Everything's there. jmerk.com. That's tight. That's tight. I uh we Ashton needs to take some time to revamp our website because currently if you go there it is still advertising the Strangle You 7 inch which came out <laughs> like a fucking year ago. Now. Um what's up with the label because the last time we talked uh uh raw live just put out their record yeah raw live put out their record um i should be getting test presses for that soon um which is cool um by the time people are hearing this the two witnesses records will be in the store um shout out jim baron they're all shout out jim baron going to his house to watch fast and the furious six tomorrow um oh, interesting six yeah, okay. he's never seen them before. We watched five the other night. Wait, are you watching them in like the order they came out or like the actual timeline order? We're watching the order they came out. Okay. Which I missed one through five, but or I've missed one through four, but now I'm I'm in for the rest of them with it's him and Dave and our friend Aaron. And I guess now his Jim Barron's child is watching. This yeah, congrats. Well. That was uh, very cool to see him. Posting she rocks, it. dude. Yeah, she's cool. That's awesome. I, um, I love Fast and Furious because we talked about it. I can't remember what episode we talked about all that Fast and the Furious stuff. And then I went and watched the newest one and everything. Yeah. Like all of our gripes were answered in like the newest one, which I was like, that was hilarious. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the new one. I still haven't seen eight. So I'm in right now with going over to gyms and watching. We're going to watch six tomorrow and then soon we'll probably watch seven or if i can't make it but i'm definitely making it for hobbs and shaw and i'm definitely making it for eight and nine okay hobbs and shaw it was i can't wait to see how bad it is i've heard nothing but bad things <laughs> it was uh an interesting spinoff because like they're supposed to do more but then obviously um it did so bad i don't know if it did bad um i heard it did really bad there's just like all that drama with like the rock and vin diesel and like vin yeah. diesel's like the head of like you know like fast and the furious so it's just like i don't think they wanted it i heard that finally got squashed i don't know if that's just uh yeah no no, no. Uh, i think the rocks was to come back marketing no I, th I think the rocks was to come back in like one of the fast and oh, the furious i know but i heard like yeah. the beef is squashed it's not just he's coming back it's that they're cool now yeah i feel like 
that's one way he would come back. I can't tell if that's a marketing thing or a... I think we'll have to wait and see if they're on camera together because right because there was all those yeah. you know the, mm-hmm. the the movie where they were in the same movie but never on never screen on together. Camera yeah. together yeah yeah fucking weird that one's still cool though 100 um, but yeah um but yeah so yeah the two witnesses records um got new ldb shirts domain shirts that'll be on in the store soon um i'm trying to think of the next couple records the gates to hell compilation record will be coming in the next few weeks they're on a crazy run Dude, they're on a crazy run, man. Yeah, it's, like I, I remember, I, I did that podcast episode. It's, it sucks being in a band with. <laughs> with yeah, with all when <laughs> I, I I did an episode with uh, Seth that, that never came out, and Seth mentioned like, "Yo, there's like a bunch of changes that have happened since we did that episode," and I'm like, "Sure, like changes," and then they just crazy yeah. on this yeah. busy doing such like so many cool things. Shout out to Gates to Hell. I'm I'm so happy to see them constantly like touring and doing cool shit. Yeah, no, it's a moving target for them. Like they when all of their their everything about them is like constantly in flux, it seems like their opportunities are just coming so fast for them that when they're taking things like it's it's just it's crazy. It's it's I, I've never seen I've never seen things happen for a band. I was because I mean, even Knocked Loose, like I knew them. Like I watched them as like little kids and I met them like when they were growing up. But like I've been in bands with Dustin since he was 17 years old. Uh I've been friends with Ryan since like longer than I've known the the knock kids. So like for me to watch friends of mine go through a whirlwind like this, who I've known forever. I mean, I was one of the first people who ever talked to Seth. Like of the people in Gates and Constraint, mm-hmm. I was the first one to talk to Seth at a show. That's wild. And um, and they were seventeen at the time, I think, wearing a Chromag shirt at a show where Constraint covered Chromags, and they were the only one who knew it, which was lucky yeah. for them. Um, for sure, because it's weird when people do covers and like the people wearing the shirts aren't even reacting. Yeah, it's it's fine if you're not. It's fine if maybe you're not that guy who goes off. But you know what? When you are that guy who goes off, and that's that's fucking rad. Um, but uh, but yeah. So just to watch this all happen for them is so cool. Um, but yeah, their compilation record should be coming in, in the next few weeks, which is their first two EPs on a twelve inch. Um, that pop record we're doing for my friend Blake BGFM, that'll be coming out and four or so weeks as well. Um, then the Weapon X 7-inch will be, I think, next. Shout out Weapon X. Uh, mm-hmm. Heading to Florida. Playing FYA. Yeah. <laughs> You're very familiar with FS. Dude, I'm I'm considering going. I might try to go down with them to FYA. You should. I'll be there. I'll have another vacation I need to burn. And I don't think I'll be able to take it with Ashton. So, F- and I don't know a. if Inclination has any plans. So, I was going to get to that. What's <laughs> Harm's Furnace Way is going Fest. on tour? Furnace Fest. And then who the fuck knows? Wait, what? I thought that already happened. When is Furnace Fest? It's in a few weeks. <laughs> I thought that already happened. Holy shit. No, nah, it's in a few weeks. That is, um, that is so crazy. Yeah. And then Constraints got a show with Magnitude and Morning at the Spinelli's that's having shows again so mm-hmm. that's all i got i got two shows planned the rest of the year <laughs> uh, two shows two more of these podcasts how's uh hardcore troubadour going 
uh it's going cool um i uh we uh i can't remember if i've talked to you we lost an episode oh no i haven't this is the first time i'm hearing about it we lost an episode we did um we we learned the hard way um that you have to keep the episode on your drive until (sighs) it's posted Nope. He had been uploading it and then deleting it once it was uploaded. Mm-hmm. And we got flagged because it was the episode where we talked about Tom Petty. Okay. And he used the beginning of American Girl. And that shit got flagged and Wait, it flagged just got deleted. By who? Where? AI. I guess AI recognized that it was copyrighted music. Where? But, but like what, what service? I can't remember what service he uses, but. <laughs> Really? Because I do. I use. Okay, and this is me peeling back the curtain. Um, I for my intro outro, super copyrighted music. I, I, I guess it's well. I guess it's not as popular enough to get flagged by whatever AI they use to track this shit. But the beginning of American Girl is like unrecognized. Like you, you, everyone will recognize that. It's like the McDonald's of guitar riffs. Um, so it got it got flagged, and we had to read, but. Here's the fuck thing. We'd already recorded the second part. Uh-huh. So, so we had, had to go back and re-record the first part because we'd already we'd invested too much time to just scrap both, ep- both episodes. Hmm. If we had just lost one, we could have just redone it, but we or or just not done it, period. But we lost the first part after we'd recorded the second part. That's yeah, that's rough. And and, and it's yeah. it's frustrating too because the thought of like okay like i'm like you don't want to try to recreate a conversation you just want to have mm-hmm. a conversation you're just like fuck we've already done this this is this yeah is i rough. mean luckily like we already had we had our notes and i think i even like i thought of a couple more embarrassing stories to tell about myself in that in that one that i didn't think of the first time we did it mm-hmm. um so it ended up being ended up being fun it ended up being fun because i was way more embarrassing on the second run than i was on the first but uh but yeah, no, it's 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 going cool. Um, it's uh it's fun. I don't really get too much feedback from it because Brian runs the the socials because I just don't have the social medias. Yeah. Um, but uh, we get lots of like responses from people who are into it who are just like normal ass dudes. That's and awesome. Ladies. I think mostly dudes. I think mostly dudes are into podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, no. Whenever I look at my metrics, yeah, it's a uh, they're out there, but there's not as many. Yeah, they're they're, they're more of the population. They should we should maybe start figuring out how to how to appeal to women more in a in a way of making them feel invited. But at the same time, like I don't blame women for not wanting to listen to two dudes be stupid for an hour. Yeah. No, I get it. I, but I, I'm I, to this day, I'm still humbled with anybody that listens to oh, the, dude, these conversations. Yeah, it's uh, it's very cool, especially people who don't know you. <laughs> you know, especially these ones. Like I like the other day, someone asked me, they're like, um, what's up with Secret Invasion? And like, I thought they were wanting to talk about the show. And I'm like, oh, like it, it was like whatever. And they're like, no, 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 like like you and, and Tyler. And I'm like, oh, I was like, that's funny that you asked. I was like, we're actually recording like this upcoming Monday um and it's just like okay like i i know people like what that's, we're doing but yeah but it, it just caught me by surprise because I, like i said i thought they were wanting to talk to me about secret invasion not like where the hell's the podcast episode yeah i mean i get it though like i um 
Like I, whenever, whenever I listen to Axe to Grind, I'll always text Tom whenever I've got a chime in or a thought of something. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been, I've been binging the, uh, the Every Movie is Good podcast that Joey Mora and Casey, and Casey from yeah, yeah. Apex, Apex Predator do. And um, I, I, I've got to be getting on Joey's nerves with how often I'll text him being like, <laughs> dude, I fucking love that movie too. Like, or just, just, just talk shit about it, whatever um i always feel like i always feel like i'm bothering people with how often i'll just reach out and just bug you and text you but then i'm like you know what i don't have social media i don't really like if, if i'm texting you you might be the only person i talk to that day. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i've kind of just uh it's like all right if i'm gonna bug i'm just gonna bug i don't care anymore <laughs> yeah no it's fine <laughs> block my number or don't give me your number yeah straight up like my my thing always is like life is so fucking short like we should all be connecting with each other as much as we humanly can because that's in the end that's all that's going to matter is how often we connected with one another because once you're gone the only thing there is your memories and shit and fucking you might not be gone you never know they're gonna they're gonna take our our brains our memories we're gonna be able to upload them to the cloud or you'll be able to grab the hand and then talk to somebody and inhabit their body for a short period of time. Oh, that's just not longer than 90 seconds. It is. Yeah. Scary. Dude, that shit was brutal. And that dude, when the kid tried to gouge out his own eyeball, that was so fucked up. When the, <laughs> when one of the more like creepy parts is when, uh, homeboy goes and sleeps at his girlfriend's friend's place and he wakes up to oh her sucking on his toes and God, he's like what, what? That, that's so awkward because even for the girl sucking on his toes for her to come out of that trance it's just like how do you explain that because obviously she was being possessed and she- dude i was dying in the theater i was dying i was cracking up i was losing my fucking mind that part was so insane yeah. That was cool. A rock. Shout out to the dad. The dad went through so much shit, and a yeah, cool and, and such a cool dad to put up with. Like not even put up with, him, but just to like you know let his daughter like kind of like be free, not be like overbearing, especially the shit that they went through. And for her to have like tried to kill him, and for him to survive. Shout out that dad. Yeah, yeah, that dude was that dude was the goat. Yeah, um, yeah she was going through some things for sure crazy yeah i i would never i would never participate in something like that somebody somebody busts out a hand like that hey like we're gonna get possessed i'm going home you you guys be safe brother i'm fucking straight edge (laughs) i don't need that i'm fucking straight edge it's fucking because i've i've played the ouija board like i said i've done that paranormal stuff and it's like it's crazy dude have i told you my ouija board story no crazy i want to hear it we uh so there was this there was this punk house that 14 of our friends moved into at one point in time Jeez, rent was probably so cheap i want to say the person who paid the least paid less than a hundred dollars and the person who paid the most paid two hundred dollars that is wild and the person who paid the most had a room the size of most high school classrooms that's that's a big room I believe it was a school classroom. It was in a nunnery. It was in like a uh, like a nun convent. And the house had been actually split into two parts, too. So there's even more of the house that they didn't rent out. Okay. Because they didn't have that much access. I think they didn't have that much access on the first and second floor. Mm-hmm. But there were three floors of the, the building and a basement. 
And um, so we, like the first weekend that they were living there, we did a, we took a Ouija board and candles down into the very basement into this like creepy little like boiler room area. And we did a Ouija board and nothing happened. Like nothing, it, nothing worked, nothing moved, but we tried for a while. And then we were like, all right, well, it's just, uh, we're, we're either not in on this enough to like make this happen or it's just not here. Like whatever it's is happening, it's just not working. So we all go to sleep and we all wake up in the middle of the night to someone running upstairs and being like, there's a leak, there's a leak. And we all ran downstairs and we looked and we saw water pouring on the first floor from the like from the ceiling of the living room down to the floor of the living room, like a steady stream of water. Uh And we're like, what the fuck? And then we went upstairs and we found out that Jess, this kid who um, this kid who I'd 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 been roommates with him before at another punk house. But he was like out of town for the weekend. So he wasn't in his room. So we busted his door open and water was just dumping through his ceiling onto his floor. But because he wasn't there, no one was in that room to like catch it before it uh-huh. inevitably started leaking through into the other the other floor. So we go upstairs and we see there's like a the third floor had like the main bathroom with like bathroom stalls and like a big like walk-in shower like it was a nun convent so it was made for like you know like 12 or 20 nuns to like live so there's like multiple stalls so there was a lot of water going through up there that was able to just flood down through so we're like fuck that's fucking crazy so we like spend all this time like cleaning shit up and then the next morning when we wake up we're like God, that was fucking crazy that that happened in the middle of the night. And then someone was like, I wonder if any of it leaked through to the basement. And we went down to the basement and right where we were doing the Ouija board, there was a pool of water. So it was coming from straight? The third floor all the way down to the basement. Were you guys like being disrespectful, asking weird questions or like, do you remember? I don't even remember. I just remember nothing really happened. That's crazy. But that water went from the third floor, a literal straight line Mm -hmm. from the top of the house all the way to the bottom where we were doing Mm -hmm. the Ouija board. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I've only done the Ouija board uh, once and I felt like I got away with nothing happening. So I was like, all right, I don't want to like press my luck and actually have something happen. So I'm never doing it again. Um, Fact. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, "All right, cool." Tried it, cool. didn't work out. And you know, it's funny too. It was like, um, it was like uh, me and some friends, and we did it in my friend's driveway because he's like, "I don't want this in my house." And I was like, that, "I'm like, that's my, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to push for you to do it in your house. I'm down to do it in the driveway. Maybe that's why we didn't get anything." That's we were, probably why. Yeah, we were like outside in some driveway, but um, yeah. Maybe if somebody had been hit in the driveway, you would have gotten something. Yeah, but I'm not. Like Ouija boards, I ain't trying to do that. Um, I'm not even trying to do anything. Like I, I'm like, like I said, I'm, I'm watching like this, like Sam and Colby stuff. But there's like, I'm not gonna try to go visit any of these places, and I'm not gonna try to conjure anything yeah. up. I'm just gonna, I, I'm just enjoying it from from afar. 
Dude, I miss trespassing in old fucking shutdown buildings, dude. We used to climb and in, break into all kinds of factories and fucking warehouses and stuff when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how we didn't get stabbed by homeless people. I know some girl got like her face whipped with a chain by a homeless person outside of a warehouse that we had just gone to like the week before that. And they're like, aggr- like ag- aggressive like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're kind of like in their home in a way but i don't know i miss those days even though i just talked about somebody getting violently assaulted doing shit like that yeah it's still cool no i get it like I, well, younger less responsibilities didn't really care if you got in trouble yeah dude younger kids commit more crimes straight up yeah if you're not 18 commit crimes yeah you have some fun stories to tell yeah, you have fun stories to tell. I'm also convinced that if if every kid who's like 17 and younger was out doing more graffiti and doing more crazy ass shit in the streets, this country might actually fund community centers and punk rock shows and art to an extent that would get them from keep them from burning down cities. That maybe things would be cooler for all of us who can't afford to keep punk alive in our cities with the. Uh, current um rent that some of these buildings are trying to extract from people just to uh to put on shows yeah it's a just a thought it's a struggle that's why uh, there's a new spot um in southern california i'm out in san bernardino called uh, baseline um i'm not sure who owns it i I know some of the dudes um in this band from out here called wig splitter have a hand in it so shout out to to them for doing what they're doing because They've been putting on a lot of shows uh, you know, awesome. recently, and I and I've been there. And it's straight up DIY. It used to be like some like office, and it's really hot in there. So it, it's yeah. it's a mission to to even just be at the show. Tight, um, but it's crazy because they have like a different way of moshing down there. Like they're like way more um, brutal. Like a lot of you know people getting hit, which is it, it's just a different vibe. Like versus like when i go to shows in la or when i go to shows in orange county like when you go down to san bernardino and that that inland empire area it's a whole different vibe but it's really cool down there that's awesome i i want to say like when i hear things like that i'm like oh that's crazy but then i'm like dude we fucking beat the shit out of each other in louisville Mm -hmm. and the the show that i went to for as much ass beating as there was there was zero fights tight yeah that fucking rocks yeah that's sick. Yeah, I'm stoked that Spinelli's is having shows again because that the one constraint played on fuck, it was like the fifth or sixth or seventh of July. It was right after July fourth because we had a firework fight afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um it was cool. Oh my god, I just heard something rattle outside of this room. So I'm sure a cat just did something crazy. Okay. Um tight. Um but yeah, I'm I'm stoked that Spinelli's having shows again just cause, just because we need a, a more DIY spot that's not as pro because every band that comes through doesn't need to play a pro venue, man. I get it. Um, I'm, Sometimes you just need to play a floor. Yeah. And I feel like those are uh, the more fun shows, too. Yeah. Typically. Typically, they're way more fun. When we uh, we went and saw um, me and Mo and Colin and AJ, who played Another Mistake, we went and saw... Uh, conservative military image in nashville and they played basically a floor and it was just like a bunch of kids hanging off each other singing along and it was cool it was awesome it was one of my favorite shows i've been to recently 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I, I've been going to like a lot of like concerts recently and it's just like, it's not like, the same. Yeah. It's definitely not weird. It's like a whole different environment. I was like, wow, this, this is, it's like fun, but at the same time, I'd rather be at a hardcore show. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Me and, uh, speaking of the hardcore troubadour, uh, me and my dad and my buddy Scott, who used to book a lot of shows in Louisville, he's kind of the, he, he made Knock Loose happen. He put Knock Loose on like every show for like months until they had played in front of every able bodied person who attended shows in Louisville to the point where when Knock Loose would play a show, all of those people from all of those walks would come and see them. Mm. And it was just off to the fucking races for them. But uh, me, my dad, and Scott went to Owensboro, Kentucky to see Steve Earl, who me and Brian do the podcast about. And uh, I mean, we had to sit in seats. It was cool, but I would have much rather been like standing up at the stage. Yeah, I get it. Being told where to be, being told where to sit at a, at a show. Nah, that sucks. Yeah, and it's just like the, the energy is never matched. No. Nah. Shout out hardcore. Hardcore rocks, dude. It's it 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 ruins all of us. It ruins experiences for other things because just it sets a bar it sets a bar you can't you can't meet just as a civilian true like the last like concert that i went to like people were like lined up like three days before and i had a buddy hit me up he's like hey like are, are we gonna go camp out i'm like no i'm not a crazy person i'm not gonna go camp out for a concert i'm just gonna show up and figure it out camping out but you, you have tickets, right? Yeah, but it's like a uh, like the GA for the floor. So there's like no seating. So it's like, you know, so it's uh, like you're at like a hardcore show kind of. It's just like you, you free roam. We, you know, you just get where you can go. Um, but I was like standing next to people who were like camped out for like three days. I'm like, Why did you camp out? I'm here. I just showed I'm, up. I, yeah, I just showed up and we're standing in the same place. Yeah. It was, it was like yeah there was like there's no way that i was ever gonna do that yeah ha, man I, I hear shit like that and i'm like man don't don't people have to go to work i don't i don't think these, these might be like i don't i don't know i don't think so there are way too, i hate this dude this country fucking sucks um, <laughs> there are way too many motherfuckers working two and three jobs who can barely afford their rent and then we got motherfuckers camping out for concerts who yeah. probably never have to work a goddamn day in their life Fuck no, off. they're they're privileged. Which God, I hate it, dude. I had to do an orientation with the dude who was getting a second job. His second job is at our my our place of business, and I just the whole time I was just I was try I was poisoning the well on him working there because I was like, man, second job that fucking sucks, man. <laughs> you shouldn't have to have two jobs. That fucking sucks. Dude. I hope at some point you can figure out how to a way to have one job. If that's this job, cool. If that's not this job, probably better. Dude, that's the ways on you mentally. Like I thought I was I'd be okay because I, I used to work uh two jobs, like two full time jobs, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just as long as I had like my one day off from both yeah. jobs, I'll like, yeah, like I'll be fine. But after doing it for like I, th I think like almost like two years, I didn't realize like how like bad no. it was for like my mental health. Unless one of those jobs is hanging out. Like, unless one of those jobs and, and like also even then, then that becomes like if, if say you got a job at like 
a tattoo shop on top of your regular job and you're like, oh, but I hang out at the tattoo shop anyways. The dynamic shifts when it becomes somewhere you have to go. Mm-hmm. Like people need more free time, man. No, hundred percent. These all these machines, all these things that make our lives simpler in fucking quotes, all these things that are supposed to make us more productive, and all it's led us to doing is just fucking working or sitting in our car on our way to work. It it like, like I once I've like quit the second job and when I had like way more time to just live my life, I was just like it was so insane to me because because at that point like my whole like mind shift hit switch right i, I became like way more selfish with my time which mm-hmm. i i feel like people should be um in general anyways because you don't know anybody's shit. um uh but it, just to not have to go from job to job and yeah like the money was great but to be able to go from like job to home and then do whatever i want and like have time and not stress about oh shit like we have to stay late at the second job now i'm only going to have like an hour to eat and then i got to go straight to sleep to do it all over again it was like yeah it, it was just crazy that i did that for so long yeah dude it's madness it's it sucks because that time you're never going to get it back i can't remember um I can't remember who it was. I think it was, I think it was Sean Fain. He's the um, the UAW uh, president right now. Um, he, I, I saw a like a video of him talking about like you know because they they might be gearing up for a strike soon. And he said like you know I talked to people who are like at the end of their life and none of them ever go. I wish I had worked more. That's true. Yeah. Like you're going to wish you had more time with your family. You're going to wish you had more time with your friends. You're going to wish you saw more movies. You're going to wish you had more conversations, went to more concerts, went on vacation more. Like you're going to wish you did all this shit. Like everything we do that we think we're doing like to survive, the thing you got to do to survive more than anything is not kill yourself. Whether that's, you know, with an implement or with, you know, just working yourself to death. Yeah, like it, 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 it's terrible because, yeah, th- there's a lot of people who wake up in the morning or wake up whenever and have to go to work and, you know, they hate their lives. And that shit is so sad that and even that, right, they, they go to these jobs and they, it's not even like a livable wage. Well, and then you also have these motherfuckers who wake up like this grind set dudes who like wake up like ready to hit the grind and whatnot. And you're like, fuck, dude, like you spent your whole day like chasing paper. What is that? really doing for you like these people who are doing like all this gig shit which i mean given there's no better jobs to find either Mm -hmm. but like all this gig economy shit these people who've tricked you into like working this alienated service industry shit just fucking sucks dude i know we're getting like we're at the end of the podcast (laughs) and we're just getting fucking angsty and fucking about the world right now but god dude i just like we're talking about all the shit that we love doing and it just always makes me think about like how many people eat a don't have shit they love doing period mm-hmm. or they miss out on so much of the opportunity to find hobbies or find passions or find things that like they actually care about because they're just and then at the end of the day there's some people who are just real fucking dumb yeah and that that blows my mind more than anything like how are you and have and have no even like 
no wherewithal to see how fucking exploited and fucking ripped off they're being. Um, what can you do? Well, what we can do is just enjoy our time here. Tyler Short, like I said, Fuck yes, be please. selfish with your time. You don't let anybody shit. Have fun. Go do things you've never done before. Um, I'm, I'm looking. People, but I mean, you say <laughs> be selfish with your time. I mean, I say be selfish with your time when it comes to fucking work. When it comes to your friends, dude, and people are in there, and someone's trying to pull you out of your routine, fucking let it happen sometimes, dude. Dude, that's, yeah, happen. yeah. Go, go. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Sometimes it'll, it'll be a, a real big benefit for you to kind of like, you know, just learn more about yourself. Yeah, and learn more about your friends, man. Me and Jim Bam were up till three o'clock in the morning, pretty much the other day, just talking in his living room, and it was one of my favorite moments recently. Like outside of my my relationship. Mm-hmm. in which you know me and ashton still yet to run out of a thing to talk about like getting to spend that time with such a close friend having a intimate conversation like we're having right now it was it was awesome dude these things are rewarding this guy these conversations rock i fucking missed you yeah no for sure i missed you too that's why i look forward to these that's why i, I always tell you these ones are uh always special to me because um you know we We'll uh, you know chime in here or there, but when it's time for the the, the podcast, I'm like, all right, cool. This is uh, like the time where I get to talk to Tyler for a long time, and it's always good conversation. Yeah, I never have a hard out for this. I always just I'm down to talk as long as we've got something to talk about. <laughs> it's cool, <laughs> for sure. Well, I do ap- appreciate it, and like I said, we have two left, so uh, it'll, it'll be nice, uh, you know, send off and. November with the marbles and then a, a, a little break again. Uh, and then we'll just, you know, jump right back in, in the, you know, early 2024 with the, you know, the like later half of phase five. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm interested in how it's going to end. I'm keeping my hopes up that it's coming up from where it is right now. Cause there's no way it can follow. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else before we go? No, man. Just thank you for always being down to do this. No problem. I, I appreciate your time. Thank you, everybody who reached out to me about when this episode was dropping. I hope you are all as, satisf- excuse me, as satisfied as I am because this is uh, you know just as fun as it always is. So appreciate your time. We'll be back uh, like mid-October for Loki season two or not even uh, mid-October, maybe like late October, whenever that series finishes, we'll, we'll figure it out, but I appreciate your time. That's not too far from now. No, no, not too far. Time's flying. The year's almost over. Um, but, but yeah, appreciate your time. Be back soon. Thank you.